I consider what I do transformation work. Um, but I said I consider myself a mirror because of my own personal experiences. This is not me instructing or informing. It's almost a, a turning of a mirror and saying, hey, look at yourself. I know what you look like, but I want you to see what I see, right? Mm-hmm. So I turn the mirror to them. This is a reminder process. This is a remembrance process. This is not a, let me tell you what you need to do to become great. This is, look at your greatness. It's already here. All you have to do is kind of step into it. Even shedding, even amidst your painful experiences. Welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast. A podcast that talks about topics for women over 40. You know, that time of your life that many call midlife. That time of life when you can really vibe, be vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerge. Join me, Linus Woods Mullen, certified holistic living and wellness expert for women over 40, as I talk about a variety of topics that address the wellness of the mind, body, and spirit for women over 40. Remember, midlife doesn't mean no life. Midlife is an opportunity to increase your self-love, your self-care, and your self-worth. It's your time to be vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerged. It's your time to vibe. So come on, let's vibe. And welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast. My name is Linus Woods-Mullins, and I am your host, as well as a holistic living and wellness expert for women over 40. I love helping women to be well in their mind, body, and spirit through teaching them about holistic practices, fitness, nutrition, and spiritual renewal. Today, we're going to be talking about something that I think is kind of important, and perhaps something that we haven't focused on before, and that is the idea of what it really takes uh, to perform an optimum. What we should be looking at to get the most out of our lives, especially during midlife. We have with us today uh, Amina Carter, and she has a very interesting background. She is the owner and visionary of Amina S. Carter Enterprises. It's a global brand that houses a personal development firm and a budding multimedia marketing agency. Amina assists high-powered, high-achieving entrepreneurs, creatives, and corporations in filling the transformation gap in efforts to help them actualize, materialize, and amplify their profits. She uses mental health advocacy as a vehicle for change and transformation. And Amina has a personal journey that engages women with mental health challenges as her own story of managing anxiety and depression was the springboard that birthed this mission in 2008. Amina, welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast. It's wonderful to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. I'm really excited about the conversation. Fantastic. Well, you have a very interesting background and we have some similarities. I was in corporate America for many years. I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder and left almost 15 years ago Mm. at the age of uh, 51 to go out and seek my fortune, so to speak, and to do something that I was really passionate about. And one of the things that happened in that process was that I did heal myself about 97% from anxiety using holistic practices and fitness and nutrition and spiritual spiritual renewal, which is bringing us to where we are here today and what I do now. So tell me about your journey. How did you come to decide to do what you do and how has it been thus far? 
Oh, this is so good. Okay, so my journey began. I think it became it, it began from birth, but I think that we come, you know, kind of predestined to perform and learn certain things. And these are just my particular beliefs. But my actual journey to my remembrance was definitely as a teenage girl living in a home with a very large family, but particularly my stepfather's mother was a paranoid schizophrenic. Ooh, okay. And living with a paranoid schizophrenic and not understanding mental health and mental challenges and mental illness um, and the way that she came into our home was very traumatic because nobody prepared us. She just showed up one day and um, really navigating my own emotions around how to engage someone who was so very hers presented very violently. Mm. And so as a young girl, um, she used all manners of expletives and had this colorism thing. So we were black bees and there were a lot of different things that called forward for me to either recoil or rebel. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And so that was kind of the beginning of my story. That That's is where it started. So, okay, that was the beginning of your story. And I'm sure you went through many things, but how did you come from doing, um, you know, climbing the corporate ladder, I'm sure going to college, climbing the corporate ladder, how did you go from there to decide to begin to work with others when it comes to um, increasing their ability to achieve? Yes, that's a great question. So I think what I had noticed about my own experience was that I was being challenged in how it is that I was showing up. Right. My, I really silenced myself and was silenced in the home because as a result of no one really knowing how to navigate this particular experience, no one talked about it. Mm. So it became an internal trauma. And as a result of that, I really silenced my own voice. And and so when I said I could either recoil or rebel, I chose to rebel. Mm. And in that way, rebellion looked like at every turn I needed to speak, whether it was to complain, whether it was to fuss, what, whatever the case may be, I was the squeaky wheel. And in that created a space for me to understand the value of my voice. Interesting. Uh, when you said you were the squeaky wheel, how did you begin to change that messaging to yourself in terms of who you are, the story that you told yourself yes. versus who you really are? How did you begin that metamorphosis? What's interesting, it happened very late. The story lingered for very long in my life until I had gone to therapy mm -hmm. and was really able to properly process out my experience. I was really good about what was happening internally, but to go through a thing and to process through it simultaneously is challenging and you don't have all the answers. So I was amidst a particular trauma, which was very much Trump PTSD is what it was specifically. Um, and then, so the, the therapy that I got was specifically from a woman that had no idea was trained specifically in working with people mm. with paranoid schizophrenia. So she understood the impact to those who had to live with and around. Wow. That's that. amazing. Now I know what you do now is that you work with high achievers, but how do you define what it is that you do? Mm. I consider myself a mirror. I am not, I don't do expert, I don't do guru. I feel like I'm a partner, a spirit walker with a co-creator of 
excellence and change with my, and I call it a partnership, not clients. It really, they are partners in their wellness. So we are partners in wellness. Mm -hmm. um, and so I consider what I do transformation work. Um, mm -hmm. But I said, I consider myself a mirror because of my own personal experiences. This is not me instructing or informing. It's almost a, a turning of a mirror and saying, hey, look at yourself. I know what you look like, but I want you to see what I see, right? Mm -hmm. So I turn the mirror to them. This is a reminder process. This is a remembrance process. This is not a, let me tell you what you need to do to become great. This is look at your greatness. It's already here. All you have to do is kind of step into it, even shedding, even amidst your painful experiences, your traumatic experiences. So I consider this I consider this spiritual deep dive um, transformation work. Now, you call yourself a performance peak strategist. Yes. So for those of us, including me, because yes. I'm always learning, yes. uh, what kinds of things do we need to be thinking about when it comes to enhancing our performance? What kinds of things should we be evaluating about ourselves? The first thing that I think that in, in terms of performing, I always start with the end in mind. So what it, where is it that you want to be? What is the specific outcome? If I'm having sessions with clients, we are working with their greatest desire first, right? Mm -hmm. And then we kind of reverse engineer it. So ideally in peak performance strategy, it's really focusing on the things that are detracting from our ability to perform at our peak. I know a lot of times when people hear peak performance, they think about sports because a lot of people um, hear peak performance in, in sports. Um, you can consider this a sport. I think framing is important depending on who you're speaking to, but figuring out the things that, that you can identify first that are not allowing you to perform at your best. And that's relative as well. Everybody's best and highest level is different. It's always pushing the envelope to move further and further ahead, you know, but where we are may be our best in the moment, but how do we rise and be the best in that, in that space unencumbered by the things that weigh us down. So I'm, I start with, the things that are taking, that are creating energetic, um, they're kind of drains mm -hmm. on our lives, whether mm -hmm. it's thought processes, spaces, or people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that we begin to work to remove those things so that we can start to excavate and do the deep dive work to rebuild some of the foundation that may have been faulty from the beginning. They so you deal with the, the, the spiritual, the, um, uh, the emotional, the yes. mental. Do you get into any spaces around wellness, fitness, nutrition, and some of those other things that feed into performance? So what I would say I do, I definitely talk about it. It's not my full skill set. So I, I don't educate in that way. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a household that did all Eastern medicine. We were not allop allopathic medicine at all. Mm -hmm. We did Eastern medicine, very much herbalist and holistic med medicine. Um, and people are like, oh my God, people, you know, this is, some of this is new age to others, but I'm, I'm, I, it's all my life for me. Mm -hmm. So What's interesting when you ask the question, do I do it is a part, it's an innate part of who I am. So mm -hmm. I automatically infuse nutrition and that wellness and that come from in how mm -hmm. it is that I address holistic mm -hmm. wellness, because you can't isolate, they kind of converge in all these different spaces. So yeah. So what is your ideal client? What kind of women do you like to work with? Or what kind of women have you helped? Absolutely. Generally, entrep they're entrepreneurial women mm -hmm. who are often, they're divorced 
mostly divorced single women have have children, but they are they're often power players in their in their work, mm-hmm. but have not been able to implement that same power playing in their personal lives. <sighs> I have found that many of my clients became the high achievers in spite of the background, but never really resolved the personal and use the pain to propel forward in the profession. When you take a look at the women that you have worked with, what would you tell, what would you say would be the top three things that they seem to be suffering from or that they seem to have be struggling with? Fear. Hmm. Um, and how others outside of themselves perceive them. They're really married to image outside of what they've created for themselves. Mm-hmm. And let's see three. Um and 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 not en- and not feeling like they're enough. That's mm. the silent one. They never say I don't feel like I'm enough, but it ends up coming up at the end because it's almost the the, the equation. It's like okay, fear, perception, and then at the bottom, it's all of this equals. I don't feel like I measure up in this particular part of my life. You know, that's interesting because that seems to happen a lot in midlife in particular, even though we are the sum total of all of our experiences because of ageism in our society and because of all the messaging of what's supposed to be happening to you after 40, after 50, or in my case, after 60, you begin to hear this messaging that, you know, you're kind of like done. Uh, There's not much more going on for you. And sometimes it may not be verbal messaging. It's Mm. the message you get from advertising. You know, there's none of us out there or the message you get from the movies, the stories about someone who's 25, you know, those kinds of things. What kinds of things can you do to encourage women to let them know that this is not the end? In many ways, it could be the beginning. You know, what's the one of the things as soon as you said that the first thing that I thought of was me often saying the beginning The beginning of any life, you can begin a new life every day, but the beginning of any new experiences, you accepting and jumping in. So your new new beginning begins the moment that you decide that it does. And so I think that we have bought into this exactly what you were talking about, all of this social conditioning through media and messaging, whether, you know, and I won't even say it's very, very subliminal. Right. We don't see uh, women over a certain age in relationships. They're always single. Um, and, and there's all of this, you know, subliminal messaging about age. So, you know, the messaging is I think we have to undo mm-hmm. our attachment because I don't even I don't I often see that we don't even realize how deeply ingrained it is. That's interesting. Almost like we're in denial. Not even because it's not a conscious denial. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's not even an acceptance because there's no present conscious awareness of it. Mm. That's interesting. I was on um, a uh, podcast yesterday. Someone was interviewing me and they they asked me about my philosophy of self-care and self-love and all that. I said, you know what? Those are really great words, but I feel like they're somewhat misunderstood because in order for you to enter into really quality self-care, 
and and talking about the inner self care, not the outer, because we usually are people like that. There's right. a difference, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, I believe more so that it's more about self awareness, mm-hmm. actually being aware and checking in with yourself to figuring out where you are. Because many times, as women, we just don't do that. Yeah. Sometimes it's we're not aware that we're doing it. Sometimes we're consciously not doing it because we just don't want to deal with the stuff. That's going on in our lives. And, you know, I talk with my clients all the time about the whole idea of that emotional closet where we stuff in mm-hmm. all of the stuff that we're going to get to later. And then one day we go to open up that emotional closet to shove one more thing in there and then everything just comes tumbling out. Yep. You know, that's what happened to me uh, mm-hmm. when I had my aha moment that I needed to get something done. What about you? What would be your I guess you could say your greatest failure if there is such a thing to date? What, what happened to you? Ooh, my greatest failure was believing the messaging that not even people told me, but that I created a story about mm-hmm. myself, um, about what it meant to be a child who didn't have a voice, a young girl who was sexually accosted. There was so many pieces of that story. And I say failure in the sense that A lot of people think, oh, I went after this job, I didn't get it, or my marriage failed, or these were the definitions. But I think the failure is also the buy-in to a false belief. Mm -hmm. It's the greatest um, failure for me, but it was also a springboard, right? So that aha moment was figuring out that I actually really did ultimately hold the cards. I think we know that out. So people feed that in externally. You can change your life. But until you believe it, there has to be something that clicks within you that says, I can do this. And there was a moment for me that that particular thing happened and it enabled me to change the entire narrative in terms of how I reclaimed my own personal power to recreate the story for myself. I love that. And I wish that for all women, that we have that aha moment that really shows us or tells us why we're here, what it is we're supposed to be doing, uh, how we can move forward. Um, what would you, what would be a piece of advice that you would give those of us who are listening? You know, the majority of the women who listen to this podcast are between the ages of 45 and 55. Many of them have arrived at a point in their life where they're searching and they're looking for something, but they're not quite sure what that is. What would be your advice? The story that is replaying in the subconscious mind, the things that we become triggered by, the question that I always ask them, my clients, to ask themselves, am I being informed by my wisdom or my wound? Because what is guiding me here? When you can ask that defining question for yourself, you can figure out where it is that you are operating from, course correct, or continue to move. The advice is always, that whole thing that you're talking about, checking in with yourself, that radical level of self-care. This is not pampering. This is really caring for your entire being by asking yourself, how, where is it that I'm functioning from? How am I responding emotionally? How am I showing up for my life. And in that vein, you either are going to amplify that particular energy that you're calling forward, the wisdom or the wound. Am I really operating us from a space of my power or my pain? Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you really are able to really hone in on what it is that you want. If you are able to answer, I said that backwards. If you are able to answer honestly Mm -hmm. yourself, 
Mm-hmm. And um, just tell the radical, uncomfortable, painful, rock gut truth, as Iyamba says, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. That's yes. true. You know, interesting because midlife is a time where women feel the need to make some changes. And and, and why not? Because obviously our, we are changing. Our bodies are changing. Yeah. Our children are growing up. Many times our relationships are changing. Yeah. Our careers are beginning to look interesting. Things are radically changing. So when it comes to that, what kind of advice can you give women about embracing midlife? How have you embraced midlife? Oh, that's so funny. I was having a little kiki with my girlfriend about body changing. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at different things, something as simple as my cuticles and the way that my skin folds in my thigh. It was very subtle things about seeing a shift in the the way that I'm seeing myself physically and being in a space of acceptance and divorcing all of the conditioning. So mm-hmm. the advice is to really silence that inner critic and the one outside, because the one outside is probably the one that got inside in the first place. Anyway, right? I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. And I think that um, you mentioned because, you know, you fill out a form and I was reading it. And one of the things you said, you said, I sit in deep acceptance of the phase of life I'm in. Mm-hmm. I've worked to be here and I'm honored uh, where I've been and prepared for where I'm going. Mm-hmm. This work keeps me grounded, grateful and blissful. Mm-hmm. That is so beautiful. You've come a long way. Thank you. And there's still far, there's still space to go. And I think that that's the thing that we have to also focus on. Nothing is finite. There's no ceiling on this growth Mm. until we are no longer here to do it in the physical. In the physical. Absolutely. Amina, you have such wonderful philosophies and such a beautiful way about you. And I'm sure women who are listening to this podcast are going to want to know how to reach out to you. So what's the best way to reach out to you? Absolutely. I, you can definitely connect with me on social media. I'm Amina S. Carter across all social media platforms. But if you definitely want to connect and be in community, I have a Freedom Everything Facebook group because that's what I want women to feel. Freedom in everything, in every part of their lives. So the Freedom Tribe I'm on Facebook, if you just join us, Freedom Everything, so that you can create your be, do, have factor. That's how we shine. We do have. I love it. Fantastic. And all of you, of course... All her information is on the show page. Just go ahead and click on the links to her Facebook group and to her other social media, and you will find a delightful group of women and some wonderful support for Amina. Thank you so much, Amina, for joining us here on the Vibe Living Podcast. It's been wonderful having you here today. Thank you so much, Linus. It's been a true joy to be here with you. Thank you. And thank you to all of you who have listened. Please like, comment, and subscribe for this podcast. We are growing. I'm so excited to announce that we're averaging about 1,500 downloads a show. So a long ways from where we started a few years ago. So thanks so much for all of that. And don't forget that if you want to find out more about me and what it is I do, just click on that link below where it says find out more about me. <laughs> find out more about Lennis. And I want to also invite you to my Vibe Living Wellness Group. We are now at 14,400 women who all want to vibe, who all want to be more vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerged. Thanks so much for listening. It's been wonderful having you, and don't forget to vibe. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Vibe Living Podcast. Please feel free to download, rate, share, and like the show. To find out more about living a vibe life, go to my website at wellnesswoman40.com. 
or email me at vibelivingpodcast at gmail.com. Have a fantastic day and don't forget to vibe. Please take a look at the links below in the show page. Those links belong to the premium members of my Vibe Wellness Woman Facebook community. These premium members have products and services that you should really check out. Click on the link below to find out more about these wonderful women who have products and services that focus on the needs of the midlife woman. Please take a look at the links below in the show page. Those links belong to the premium members of my Vibe Wellness Woman Facebook community. These premium members have products and services that you should really check out. Click on the link below to find out more about these wonderful women who have products and services that focus on the needs of the midlife woman.